Saturday, October 1st. The tour has homeowners opening their homes all around southern Illinois so you can learn how your neighbors trim their energy bills. Tour participants will have the opportunity to see firsthand the successful use of many forms of renewable energy, including passive solar design, wind energy, solar hot water, and solar electric generating systems. The self-guided 2011 Solar Tour is Saturday, October 1st, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Directions and information available online at heartlandsolartour.org or 1-800-229-0453. Can you hear the heartbeats of the earth? The rhythm comes and the rhythm goes. The river ebbs and the river flows. Can you hear the heartbeats of the earth? Are you ready for the end of the world? This is Your Community Spirit, a show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of family, the circle of friends, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy, and therefore wealthy, to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is Your Community Spirit. My name is Tree Song. I will be your host today. 
Uh, or Danny Jamon is off on another uh, another adventure. He'll be back again someday. Uh, but in the meantime, we're holding on the fort here at WDBX 91.1 FM, Community Radio for Southern Illinois. So we've got uh, uh, plenty of uh, news and happenings to share with you, plenty of good stuff going on in the world and in the community. Some not-so-good not stuff, too, but uh, got to keep dibs on that, keep track on that as well. So let's let's start with one of the less less fun less well it's sort of an exciting story but not in a good way. Meter long king crabs invade Antarctic waters and eat everything. This is one of those things that sounds like the plot of a you know some sort of action movie, horror movie, sci-fi movie, but sadly this is happening in real life. On the sea floors of Antarctic basins, the water has warmed by just 0.27 degrees Celsius. That's not all that much. It's it's. Uh, I don't think that's even a degree Fahrenheit, uh, but it is enough to allow giant king crabs to take over the ecosystem and eat everything that they find. Uh, these little guys are more than three feet across. Uh, it's funny to think about a giant three foot crab. I know it's not sixty foot or anything, but they're out there on the ocean uh, and they're gobbling up sea urchins, sea lilies sea cucumbers, and starfish. They're also messing with the makeup of the sea floor. Now, if you sign up for our newsletter, uh, you can email me at treesong at treesong.org for more information on the newsletter. But if you sign up for that, you can see a video of this crab. And uh, it's it's crawling around there, digging in, the, uh, digging in the dirt, trying to get stuff, trying to eat things that's uh, not from its natural ecosystem. And I th- wanted to mention this movie just because, you know, who doesn't like talking about giant crabs invading new regions of the planet? Uh, but also because it's, it is highlighting one of the uh, detrimental effects of climate change. Some people think, oh, warming, you know, that's going to be a good thing. Uh, if, if the Antarctic is a few degrees warmer, then, well, all the better. But that's not really how it works. Just changing temperatures a little bit here and there can create a dramatic effect on ecosystems, which can lead to the collapse of these ecosystems. So uh, this is something that scientists had predicted, uh, but they gave the crabs 100 years to do the deed, and that was three years ago. Uh, If there's anything scarier than three-foot marauder crabs, it's three-foot marauder crabs who are in a hurry. (laughs) I can agree with that. Uh, it's also kind of disturbing that this is one of the many indicators that is happening sooner than was expected for the effects of climate change. some other news. If you're a regular listener, you may know that we mentioned this uh, tar sands action earlier, and now we've got an update on what went on with that. 
Uh, it's an article from Grist Magazine. Uh, well, grist.org, an online magazine. <clears throat> uh, Bill McKibben talks to Grist amidst chaotic and beautiful tar sands action. This past weekend marked the end of phase one of the tar sands action. During the two-week-long surge of civil disobedience in front of the White House, 1,253 people were arrested, including NASA scientist James Hansen, actress Daryl Hannah, and uh, protest organizer Bill McKibben, who's an activist and author and well-known for his role in the climate uh, movement. They sent a loud and clear message to President Obama that they want him to veto the proposed XL pipeline that would carry tar sands oil from Alberta, Canada, to the Gulf Coast of the U.S. Now, I'd like to... We don't have the maps to show here on the radio because we still haven't figured out how to beam those through the radio waves, but I'd like to highlight that point for a minute. This is going to go from Alberta, Canada, to the Gulf Coast of the U.S., a single uh, proposed XL pipeline. That's a pretty far way to have one of these pipelines go, and it's across a lot of ecosystems, and there are a lot of issues with it, as Bill McKibben would be the first to point out. Well, Bill McKibben spoke to uh, Grist on the last day of the protest, which he described as chaotic and beautiful. Uh, here's a qu- another quote from McKibben. This is the biggest civil disobedience action of any kind this century in this country. So you can see the video online through our newsletter or at grist.org. It's exciting to hear about all these people doing something to take action uh, on uh, the climate and on the tar sands. The the tar sands uh, proposed pipeline is, for me, an example of uh, one of the the great flaws of our use of uh, fossil fuels because it demonstrates both the ecological consequences of transporting it over long distances, uh, demonstrates the amount of uh, carbon dioxide that's going to be put into the air by consuming and releasing uh, this fossil fuel. A lot of problems with that project. <laughs> so they've, t- <clears throat> excuse me, they've taken this action. Now, uh, so what's their encore? Well, they they do have a plan for the future, uh, because there still are plans apparently to go forward with this pipeline. So, according to McKibben, what they plan to do in the future is something like this. Uh, here's a quote: "We're still planning something big for October seventh or eighth. October seventh is the date of the last State Department hearing in Washington D.C. But first, we need to go back into our communities to keep building this movement. Now, if you want to learn more about their uh, ongoing efforts." You can go to tarsandsaction.org. Or you can uh, sign up for our newsletter or tune into our radio show. We'll keep an eye on this. Uh, It's a very big project, a lot of big consequences to it, and uh, a lot of people raising their voice to give their opinion on it. Some other news. Farmers who don't believe in climate change are adapting to it anyway. In our nation's breadbasket, adaption to climate 
excuse me, adaptation to climate change is very much already in progress. The attitudes of those who represent farmers in our nation's capital notwithstanding. Higher minimum temperatures are reducing yields for corn, which likes hot days but cool nights. So whatever their political leanings, farmers have to adapt or face disaster. And the stakes are even higher than that. Uh, the U.S. accounts for half of all corn exports, 40% of soybeans, and a third of wheat. Entire nations that are hugely dependent on imported food, uh, Egypt, for example, depend on us for their survival. Now, the biggest issue is increased variability in weather patterns. With wider and more erratic uh, swings from flood to drought, blistering summers to unusual amounts of snow, uh, they lead to similar variability in the output of food crops. That's a problem in a world that doesn't have much of a buffer against shortages. Uh, so uh, scientists are reaching deep into their tool bag to address the problem, including quests for genes present in tropical varieties of corn that might make their northern relatives more robust in the face of warming temperatures. And farmers, even skeptics, are adjusting to the new normal. Quote, farmers say they don't believe in climate change, but you look at how they spend their money, and they are adapting. Uh, so it's, it is interesting how people will uh, change in response to what they see, what they observe. That's one of the challenges with climate change is that uh, uh, the oftentimes it's hard to realize the full situation of a global uh, crisis that's going on. But when you see the details, when you see, oh, the corn is not growing as well, then people take action on that without really having to be convinced of why. They see it with their own eyes. And for better or worse, there's going to be more of those tangible, readily apparent consequences of climate change as time goes on. In other news, uh, this one's a bit more uplifting, a bit more exciting. Uh, teenager builds tiny home to avoid the mortgage trap. Now, there have been a couple of times on here on Your Community Spirit when I uh, know we've mentioned uh, some people actually call it the tiny homes movement. Uh, it's this movement by people to build uh, smaller homes that are uh, specifically designed and suited for their personal needs and to see, uh, to see small as good. And it's really interesting to look at some of these houses. Again, you know, I can't beam the pictures through the radio, but uh, there's plenty of these on the Internet where people build these, these cute little houses that have everything that they need in them. They have a, a sink. They may even have a shower oftentimes. They have, you know, they may have a bed and a loft above so that there's uh, conservation of floor space. And it's really interesting because of the creativity involved. It also reduces your uh, ecological footprint to have a smaller house, less uh, healing, heating and cool, cooling costs. And in this case, it's being built by a teenager, which adds a, another dimension of uh, excitement to the story. 16-year-old Austin Hay of Santa Rosa, California, has been sleeping in a work-in-progress 130-square-foot tiny home in his parents' backyard for months project came about because, quote, like every teenager, I wanted to move out, says Hay. 
Now, we've got a video with an interview with him talking about why and how he did this project. He learned basic construction skills in wood, wood, excuse me, wood shop during his first two years of high school and has applied those skills to roughing out a fully functional, self-contained home that sits atop a conventional trailer. He says it's, quote, plenty of space, and he hopes to live in the home after college. Now, it's a really interesting story, too. He has some awareness, uh, too, of uh, economics involved. Here's a quote from him. Uh, I don't think bigger is better. Too many chores. Plus, there's no mortgage on it. Living small means less bills. Uh, see, v- v- stated very simply, uh, if only more of the country had the common sense of a 16-year-old. <laughs> now, he estimates the total cost for the home is $12,000. Uh, most of the materials were acquired at salvage yards. Um, I've seen some of the tiny homes people say they've built them for less than that, too. Uh, but 12000 is certainly less than most homes go for these days. And it will include, his home will include a shower, a composting toilet, a bed loft, and a kitchen with a camper stove. He says his hope for the future is that cities will change their building codes so that he doesn't have to continue to claim that he's camping out in the tiny home. And that's, that's exciting news to me. You know, it involves creativity, involves him building something new. It's a lighter ecological footprint. And it's really interesting to see the house. It, in the video that I saw online, it was not finished, but he had the, the frame done and he was showing some of the appliances he was going to install. It's exciting times. And it's going to take a lot of uh, creativity and initiative for us to uh, uh, find our way to better times. So if you decide to start building a tiny house and want us to mention it on the radio, my email address is treesong at treesong.org. You will gladly talk about that on here. A more likely occurrence is if you have any happenings from the local community to send our way, you can send those to me there, too. All right. I don't know if you know this, but today is the 252nd day of the year. That means that there are 113 days left in this year. So we're definitely past the halfway point, uh, making progress through this year pretty quickly. Time flies either way, so you may as well have fun while it's flying. All right, some holidays coming up. Uh, Wonderful Weirdos Day today. Uh, For me, every day is Wonderful Weirdos Day, but uh, today especially is a day to celebrate it. It's also the birthday of Colonel Sanders, uh, famous for his uh, KFC franchise, uh, I definitely might count him as a weirdo. I don't know about the wonderful part. (laughs) All right. uh, Saturday is Swap Ideas Day, a day to swap ideas with each other. Uh, Sunday is uh, September 11th, which, uh, as you may know, here in the U.S. is uh, the anniversary of the attacks that happened on the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. Uh, here, Here in Carbondale and in the U.S., there are all sorts of uh, different ways that people are remembering this time. Um, since it is a 10th anniversary, people are paying more attention to it again. Um, and 
there's a lot of a lot of people who don't want to commemorate it at all, and I completely understand that. Uh, there's other people who want to celebrate it as a time for peace, which is uh, something that I'm very much in favor of. And we've got uh, some happenings coming up that we're going to mention in regards to peace. So it is the anniversary of that day. Um, there are also other things that have happened on the 11th of September, which is important to note. Uh, let's see, some of the other ones are uh, National Grandparents Day, uh, National Hug Your Hound Day, uh, the birthday of Harry Connick Jr., the singer, and the birthday of O. Henry, the author. Some other holidays, uh, Video Games Day coming up on Monday. Uh, I do enjoy playing video games every now and then, so uh, I've actually got a very busy schedule Monday, but I'll see if I can fit one in. <laughs> and it's the Harvest Moon coming up on Monday. That's always an exciting thing. Tuesday is National Celiac Awareness Day. It's also the anniversary of the Star-Spangled Banner and the birthday of Scooby-Doo. Kind of funny for fictional characters to have birthdays, but there it is. Uh, Wednesday is the birthday of Walter Koenig from the uh, TV series Star Trek and uh, other, other things he's done since then. And Thursday is the UN International Day of Democracy. It's also the anniversary of Greenpeace, birthday of Agatha Christie, and the birthday of Tommy Lee Jones. And it's Independence Day for a lot of countries in uh, South America. Uh, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, also Costa Rica. All right, let's get to some of our happenings. We've got a lot of happenings to go through, so let's get to it. First one is Rice and Spice. Uh, Rice and Spice is coming up tonight at 6 p.m. at Gaia House Interfaith Center. This week, Pradnya will be leading us in a Northern Indian-style dinner, sponsored by Jewel of India. Uh, you can come at 6 p.m. to help cook, or stay later to help chip away at the pile of dishes. Uh, once again, this is uh, Friday... Uh, today, at 6 p.m., Guy House Interfaith Center, 913 South Illinois in Carbondale. Also have another uh, staple of the Friday community here uh, in Carbondale. It's the Friday Night Fair, happening tonight, also at 6 p.m., at the Town Square Pavilion on the corner of Illinois and Maine in Carbondale. This fair features local, homegrown, and handmade products and services, plus free live music. A couple of other regular, regular happenings. The Farmer's Market, uh, always an exciting time. Fresh veggies and crafts over at the Farmer's Market. Saturday from 8 a.m. to noon, Westtown Mall parking lot. And then on uh, Saturday at noon, the Vigil for Peace. That happens over at the Town Square Pavilion, the corner of Illinois and Maine. They're holding vigil there to uh, bear witness to the costs of war and hold out hope for the promise of peace.
All right, we've got a happening here related to uh, September 11th. This is the Carbondale 9-11 Truth Conference. Uh, this is going on at uh, on Saturday and Sunday. They're having a uh, six-hour program each day from noon to six. Uh, this is also happening at uh, Guy House Interfaith Center, 913 South Illinois Avenue in Carbondale. Uh, they will be showing. Uh, they will have evidence about the 9-11 events, and they will have discussion. Uh, they will also have a live feed from a Toronto uh, hearing on 9-11, uh, torontohearings.org. You can get more info on that. And they're going to also show a few films. Uh, uh, so it's going to be both Saturday and Sunday uh, from noon to 6 p.m. at 913 South Illinois in Carbondale. All right, and now let's start talking about some of the uh, 11 Days for Peace happenings. 11 Days for Peace is a series of events. Uh, these are uh, these are basically the Southern Illinois way of observing September 11th in a way that's, uh, uh, that celebrates peace. I know that this is a uh, this is a time of a lot of emotion for some people as they uh, observe the 10th anniversary of the September 11th attacks. It can be easy when thinking back to a a, a disaster like that, a crisis, to uh, be drawn back into a mode of fear. But instead of being drawn into fear, I believe it's very important to consider peace and to consider community and to consider what we can do uh, to work together to create peace and create community. So this is, this is some of the spirit behind this uh, 11 Days for Peace series of events. It's going from September 11th through September 21st. Um, it's, you can find the full schedule at carbondale.lib.il.us slash peace.html. So basically the Carbondale Public Library site with uh, the slash peace.html at the end. And uh, we also have copies of the schedule over at uh, Guy House Interfaith Center, 913 South Illinois. Uh, going to go through as many of these as I can get through. Mention some of these highlights here. Starts on Sunday with the community commemoration of the 10th anniversary of September 11th. That's going from 3.30 to 5.30 at the Varsity Center for the Arts, 418 South Illinois in Carbondale. Uh, going to have uh, welcoming remarks by VCA President Pete Perman, uh, City of Carbondale Mayor Joel Fritzler, and others, and songs by Bethel AME Church Choir, and readings from the play uh, The Guys, which is about the firefighters of the World Trade Center. Uh, so all sorts of stuff going on, 3.30 to 5.30 on uh, Sunday. Also on Sunday, uh, the World Family Exhibit and Peace Books display will start. It's going from uh, September 11th to September 21st from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, at the uh, Carbondale Public Library. Let's see. And yes, this is uh, a display of peace books. And parents and children work together on their English skills at Evergreen Terrace. Uh, there's all sorts of uh, different events going on there. Let's see. And here's another one. This is another Sunday one. The Interfaith Sharing Service. 
this is happening at 6.30 on Sunday at the Carbondale Civic Center, 200 South Illinois Avenue in Carbondale. All members of the community are invited to this. Words of hope and healing from various sources of wisdom will be shared in recognition of the 10th anniversary of September 11th. Now, I'm actually going to be attending that and be uh, participating in that uh, for, let's see, some other ones we've got going on here. The Monday, the video and discussion of Marshall Rosenberg on nonviolent communication. So you can learn what nonviolent communication is and how it can uh, play a positive role in our community. It's at 6.30 p.m. at the Carbondale Civic Center, 200 South Illinois in Carbondale. There's also on Monday a Ralph Anderson Interfaith Dialogue at 7.30 at the Carbondale Unitarian Fellowship. And they have a special out-of-town guest, uh, Dr. Osama Balu, uh, Imam of the Islamic Center of Murfreesboro, Tennessee, will be the guest speaker. Uh, we, we've actually, I believe we've mentioned him on the show before because uh, there were a lot of threats going around towards people uh, after the uh, September 11th attacks, and uh, they were being challenged in their ability to build a new mosque over there in uh, uh, Tennessee. So he'll be talking about his experiences. Uh, let's see. Got coming up on Tuesday. I'll mention a couple more here. We're pretty much out of time. But I've got uh, community as a verb. Six practices to strengthen our structures of belonging. It's going on at the Student Center Auditorium on Tuesday at 730 and uh, Henry Nguyen has said that community is not a place where we dazzle each other with our combined talents. Instead, it's a place where we can acknowledge our shared poverty and see it as a source of new life. Uh, she has a book, Life is a Verb, Creative is a Verb. Uh, so she's going to be talking about uh, uh, stuff there. Let's see, Meditation for World Peace, 6.30 on Wednesday at the Holistic Wellness Institute. Thursday, creating a community of peace, a bystander intervention training. Now, I wanted to be sure to mention this one before going, because bystander intervention training, it basically will explore how to intervene in situations that promote oppression and inequality. This is Thursday, 5 to 7, at the Women's Center. And people will receive training on being allies for peace, inclusivity, and equality in their communities. All right, that's all we've got time for for today. Um, this has once again been an exciting and informative Your Community Spirit. Once again, if you'd like to find out all those happenings for the 11 Days for Peace, you can stop by Guy House during their business house hours, or you can give them a call at 618-549-7387, or you can go to the uh, Carbondale Public Library website, carbondale.lib.il.us slash peace.html. I hope you have a good week. And we'll see you here next week on the radio.